money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Are you sure you're ready to talk money? Well, kind of, because actually we're not really talking money for the whole show. We're going to let our past selves talk for the whole ooh, show. Ooh, <laughs> I feel a little Inception coming on, right? So for those of you who don't know, the Inception's a movie about time travel and, and all Dreams of that. And, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's another story. Uh, yeah. So today, this show is not about time yeah, travel so, and dreams. No, this summer we're off for a few weeks and you're you're listening to encore presentations of Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb. And I asked uh, uh, Reverend Ray Borg, who's with us about once a month from Financial Discipleship Canada, to pick a show that he loved so mm-hmm. that we could rerun it. And he picked one, not from the last year, but from a few years ago, 2008. 18 and um, so we're pulling it out of the archive we're dusting it off and dan's gonna find it and dig it out and um it is a show that um talks about it's not about the money and it's about unmasking mammon and the show is based on a book that he and his colleague jan cupes wrote and at the time they were just about to release the book mm-hmm. but now the book is out there so it's not about the money unmasking mammon by ray borg and jan cupes and you can find it uh, for a downloadable free copy at notmine.ca and you could also buy the book um, by emailing info at notmine.ca if you'd like a little copy of it. It's not super long. You can read it in an evening. Mm-hmm. And it's um, really... It's the kind of book that I like. It's just like it's <laughs> succinct. It's right there. You can read it in the evening and then you can ponder it for days because there's some just some real great meat in there. And there's uh, a, the, good thinking. the topic of the show and the book is one that we don't often talk about uh, for any length of time when it comes to our money and possessions. But it is based on the scripture in Matthew 6, where Jesus says, you cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve mammon and God. Mm -hmm. So that's what we dig into in the podcast. And that's what you can find in the book. So uh, Ray suggests that if you want the hard copy, as I've already said, go to uh, email info at more than enough. No. <laughs> yeah, not that one. Well, you can't even you, do info more, more than enough because we have copies we in the office and we too. can get you some too. How's that? Sure. So info at notmine.ca or info at more than enough. We can get you a copy. We just need your name and um, mailing address mm-hmm. to get that to you. So basically Good. that is. And if you want more information about um, material that you can use in your own life or in the life of your church or small group that would teach you about biblical principles around money, you can go to notmind.ca and find all kinds of information there as well um, Mm -hmm. written by Howard Dayton and it's uh, through Compass Canada as well. So this morning's just a big plug for Financial Discipleship Canada, notmind.ca We we just really hope that you enjoy this Uh, rerun of the show. Is that the word we're using? uh, Yeah, rerun or encore presentation. Encore presentation. That That sounds like a BBC kind of thing. Welcome to the encore presentation of It's Not About the Money. Here we go. Ray Borg, 
Financial Discipleship Canada is our guest today. Ray is a regular guest on our show, so he needs no introduction, but welcome to the show, Ray. Thank you, David and Rib. Good to be with you again. It's good. (laughs) So yeah, we're going to spring clean, but we're spring cleaning our thinking. Um, There's a verse in scripture that Dave in particular has loved since I've met him, that we're not conformed to the pattern of the world but that we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. So that is our prayer today, that we're going to be, our thinking is going to shift. And that's Romans 12.1. And that's Romans 12.1. But the other verses I have, because we always start with verses, usually, almost always, um, is in Ephesians. And this is my prayer for us, um, uh, Ephesians 1 you know, around 15 to 19, but this is, these are verses that I pray for myself and, and my, and people regularly. Um, Paul is writing, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious father would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened. So you would know what is the hope of his calling. What are the glorious riches of his inheritance among the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his vast strength. And it's my prayer that as we have a discussion today about what I'm going to read next, that we have our eyes of our heart opened, Mm -hmm. that we understand that our inheritance ultimately is in Christ, that gaining knowledge of him is the utmost that we can do in our lives. And today, it is my prayer that you open your willingness, I'm willing and, and just in this discussion, because as we discuss it, often God speaks to us about our own heart issues while we're talking about it. And it is our prayer for you that that you can open up your heart. So already while I'm talking, we're, Dave and I like to say, you know, you spring clean, you open the window or you open that door and that fresh air blows in. And that is our heart today that this discussion would 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 be used by God to blow some fresh air into your thinking and sometimes the, we need that like extra turbo blow, yes. you know, like when it really needs to come through <laughs> in, a, in a rush. So. And sometimes you think you don't have dust in your house or issues. And then the sun, spring sun shines through that window and you're like, oh my, that window is dirty or wow, there's dust on that table. And that's the kind of thing I think we're going to have happen with this discussion. Um, for Matthew 6 and Luke 16, there's a verse that Jesus said to us and which is the topic of our show today. Um, and Matthew six twenty four and Luke sixteen thirteen, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and Mammon. And I think, Ray, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a pretty popular verse within the Christendom within our churches. People have heard this verse before. But I, I'm not so sure people have sat down and went, what exactly does that mean? Mm-hmm. What exactly? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's one of those verses that, oh, yeah, I've heard about that. You can't serve God and mammon. Okay, but yeah. I, I really don't know what that, how that affects me, what, what that looks like. I don't really know what mammon is. So that's what we're, you know, you're a bit the mammon expert in our, in our room <laughs> oh, right crap, now. Right? <laughs> 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 you wrote a book on it. Uh, yes, I, I wrote a book uh, on and, it. And yes. We, <laughs> that's 
hilarious. <laughs> what do you want to be known by? I'm the mammon expert. Ray, the mammon expert. But, but when you write a book, I mean, the, the, you become yeah. the expert. So, so Ray has co-authored a book, which is not out yet, but we got a little preview and we were able to, to, to get a preview it, of that, yes. which is, it's, it's, it's going to be a great resource for, for the church to, to really dig into that question of, let's bring some clarity around this particular verse, you know, mm-hmm. in, a, in a sense of saying it really deals with, okay, what is mammon and how does that play out in our in our life here in North America? So I think we should start with the title of the book, though. So what's it called? It's Not About the Money, Unmasking Mammon. Oh, my goodness. That's a good title. It makes me want to read the book. <laughs> yes. You did read the book. I know. I did, read. I did. Jan, the co-author, will be happy that she hears that this morning. I yes. did read it. So it's not about the money unmasking mammon. What does that mean? Well, I think, you know, often when we reflect, in, you know, in some translations, it says you cannot serve God and money. And we put it in the context, we're all followers of Jesus. And so what does that look like? Um does money affect my relationship with Jesus? And so, um, you know, some people put that context, usually in church we hear about money through tithing and giving budgets and those mm-hmm. kinds of things. It's not a popular subject that pastors preach on often. However, if you dig deeper, as this verse we've all heard about before, can't serve God and mammon, well, what mammon? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just kind of a passing word, and we don't actually dig down into it. So we really felt on our heart, the Lord had just really said, I want you to begin to unpack this, to give the body of Christ an understanding of what is mammon and its influences today, because mm-hmm. it is incredibly seductive. Mm-hmm. And as a body, we really need to know how that really has the ability to entice and seduce us and actually cause us to use our money in ways Perhaps we rely on our money and not on God, mm-hmm. and the f- fine distinction about that. And I, I, you know, you talk about being 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 the expert, and I'm thinking, ah, uh, yeah, it's been a high cost because <laughs> <laughs> when you begin to talk about a subject, you get tested in that oh, area, and I so, um, and we've had those kind of discussions yeah. personally, just in terms of how that's been tested in different mm-hmm. ways, and having to be aware in a way that I've never done before. Mm-hmm. As you've, you read from those scriptures mm-hmm. from Ephesians, Lord, open my eyes. And mm-hmm. once you begin to understand, mm-hmm. then you begin to understand how it's at every moment, every turn, perhaps knocking at the door, mm-hmm. trying to it, it is get our cool. attention. So, so let me just jump in here. Because as I'm listening to you, you seem to be giving mammon personality. Mm-hmm. You, know, you seem to be giving mammon... Mm-hmm. Um, Yep. Structure, whatever. So talk about that because that in and of itself is, is a little bit. Yeah. Tell me about that. How, how do, why are you giving mammon personality or what? Well, if you actually look at it the way Jesus taught on it, he actually puts it within that context. We just read there from Matthew 6 and Luke 16. It talks about he does that comparison around two masters. It's mm-hmm. either God or mammon. So within that context, you look, okay, well, that personifies it. It's either God. It's not a, it, you know, it we has know to God be something. We know God is a person. And it's we a get, person. Yeah, yeah. So, so then, well, whenever as a person, then you look at the characteristics of a, a person, you have influence. Okay. And so mammon has the ability to influence mm-hmm. in well, ways we had not understood. And some of the reading I had done, it, that mammon is an Aramaic word. 
mm-hmm. and its origin, and it was given to a god in ancient times. That okay. title, Mammon, was given to a, a god. I'm not sure which ancient time, because there's a lot of them, <laughs> um, but it had referred to putting confidence in that god right. like it, and as an idol. So, well, and Ray, again, I, because you're the expert, but you know, <laughs> we uh, when I when I think about history, I think of you know ancient Egypt, and they would have you know the god that would you know do for fertility, or the god that would do the crops, or the god that would you know bring mm-hmm. the, you know. So all these, in a sense, gods had that personality, and so is that the kind of thing that we're talking about here with Mammon? Is is that you know Mammon can have some characteristics that we say, well, if I'm serving mammon, then these are the things that I would, in a sense, pray to mammon for. Right. Yes, because actually another meaning would be an entity that promises wealth. Okay. Something in which you put your trust in. But in fact, it also is an evil master that enslaves. And that's the piece Mm -hmm. that catches off off guard. And we don't, because of our culture, we don't think of ourselves as serving uh, like an idol of mm-hmm. mammon. We don't we don't think of mammon. You know, we know, I think growing up for myself, I'll, I'll put it in the first person, you know, you read those verses and you think, yeah, yeah, I believe in Jesus. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't believe in that money can earn me salvation or... And you don't I, have a little idol set up in the corner no, or, or mammon, something. No, of mammon, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not... So when I read those verses, maybe I just read it on the surface, mm-hmm. right? right? So I'm reading it on the surface. I'm thinking, well, I believe in Jesus. Of course, money can't save me for eternity. Like, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And, and that's true. Mm-hmm. It's great. On that level, great that you understand or I mm-hmm. understand that. But then when you get actually to the word, it's not about believing. It's about serving, and I, you know, I have this picture because we study ancient times at home with our kids. Mm-hmm. I have this, this old picture of, you know, where of, of, of homes with the fountains flowing and all of that and being a servant in there and, and hearing two masters calling me mm-hmm. and who do you run to? You can't split yourself and actually serve, you know, the man of the house and the woman of the house at the same time. And, and you would, you would, as a servant, you would only be given one master. Like mm-hmm. if, you know, I would either serve the, the child or the woman of the house, or I'd be in the kitchens, you know, taking care of that. But you're never given a million masters because it, it's impossible. It's crazy. And I think of God and mammon in the same way. If God's calling me and I'm running back to mammon all mm-hmm. the time because mammon's calling me, like... That, that's just the visual. I, as a visual person, I see myself doing that. I think that's a really good picture for us. Mm-hmm. Even hearing you say that, I think, you know, um, the subtleties of the call a mammon, if we're not aware of those things, um, then how can we safeguard ourselves? Mm-hmm. If, you know, Jesus talked about my sheep know my voice. Right. And... If we are tuned in more to mammon around those things and not to Jesus in this area, then we can get off track very quickly. Mm-hmm. And knowing the difference of what the sound is, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Because sometimes we'll say, and I have said it, I'll put myself first person again. You know, well, you know, God's saying this. But is it really, in retrospect, sometimes I'm thinking, oh, 
It, I was telling myself it was God's voice, but it, it, I was really serving myself mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. my own desire to have the yeah. stuff. So often when we're talking about influences on how we spend money or how we spend our time or how we spend we look at you know we say look at your calendar or look at your bank account and and if you step back and analyze a little bit you can begin to see who or what influences your spending or your time spent Mm -hmm. and and so is that something that plays in here that you know mammon can sometimes be not an obvious oh my you know i know that i'm uh, i've turned god i've turned away mm-hmm. from god and and i'm pursuing something else and and i kind of know that even though i may be running away like you know like we see in the parable where you know we're running away from god okay so jonah i was actually not parable i was thinking of jonah where he knew he was running away yeah. from God. I mean, that was an intentional. I'm not going to Nineveh. I'm going to the right. other so, way. So mammon can be more subtle. But but I'm wondering if mammon is is more summer or or maybe. Well, I guess you know. Good question. I always I have reflected on is how much of my awake time do I spend thinking about money? Oh, that's a good question. You know, Ooh. how much do I worry about oh, yeah, that's it? Be how much do I stress, <laughs> you know, even towards the end of the month or mid-month, you know, when bills start to come in or even going to the mailbox and, and seeing another bill? Um, you know, how much time do I spend fretting about that? Um, or, you know, do I just go to the store and I just keep zipping my debit card or my mm-hmm. credit card? And I tend to have this, this vulnerability, you know, um, I just like every game that comes out, you know. Um, so if I'm interested in gaming all the time, you know, as soon as the newest one, you're already watching for it on you, pre-order it. So that's there. You may not even have the money in, in the account for it already, but you're already looking for that next thing because you just, you just got to have that. Or then the next iPhone is another good example. Um, you know, those things that occupy our attention whether it's through anxiety or fear, um, worrying about things, or even greed. You know, what the things that we spend money effortlessly on. Or, or trying to fill a void, yes. right? You know, and I That's guess right. that would be another example of, I love what you said, though. You know, even as a comparison to say, how much time do I spend thinking about money, fretting about money, or or just sometimes it's not fretting, just thinking mm-hmm. about how I can generate more income, all of those things, which is a little bit exciting. But then going, if I compare that to how much time do I spend thinking about the Lord and thinking of and, and drawing close to Christ and, and even just the practical reading scripture and praying and, and, and I go, ooh, yeah, I think there's a little imbalance there, right? I mean, that's for me, that's I'm just going, that's going to be a really good exercise for me to, in a sense, take note of my day and say, okay, so yeah, how much time do I actually spend thinking about that stuff? Hmm. I, I can hear everybody's wheels turning out there because <laughs> we're all like, oh man. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't be doing more than enough if people are all great with money and didn't have money worries. I mean, and sometimes the money worries, you know, the fear and the anxiety doesn't come because you've made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But often it doesn't come because you uh, made a mistake. No, yeah. it doesn't. Life, I think I'm discovering that more and more. And, and 
and and Jesus, the reason we're having this discussion is because Jesus wants to free us and make us aware of the influence of mammon. Because mammon is out there saying, oh, man, you're not going to have enough. Oh, That's man, right. how are you going to do it? Oh, man, you can't trust God. He's not really coming through for you. He's not providing for you. And you keep it all hidden. You keep mm-hmm. it stifled. And mammon, and because we're giving him a personality, ke- keeps us quiet, keeps the shame heavy on us, keeps us guilty. Instead of going to a trusted friend and saying, I think I'm under the influence. I'm like, none of us, I'm going to say this, none of us are free from the influence of mammon in our culture. I'm just going to say that. (laughs) None of us. (laughs) If you are walking as free as a bird, come see us because we want to talk to you. (laughs) And we want to know how you do it. Because 6,000 images a day, advertising, you know, get like, I think... The air we breathe, the air we is, breathe filled is full, with the spirit of filled mammon. with yep. debt and overspending, and like our governments do it, yeah. our our municipal governments do it. Like there is this thing, you know, that if, is woven into every facet of our life. It's part and, of the culture of the world. It right? is. We live in that, and what does Jesus say? We don't live of that kingdom. We live in another kingdom. Yeah, I'm like, I know when Jesus came. I'm so glad he came because <laughs> I'm like, Lord. And, and I think that's what I hear him say. I've come to help you. He's not. It's a heavy yes. This discussion is serious. Yes, you do have to look at your stuff. Get some courage. Get a friend with you. Someone you trust who's not going to shame you and say, you know, Lord, help me. Help us. And And I think it's really important. At this point also to recognize that, yeah, if we live in the culture that we do with all of the influences that essentially are tempered with the message of mammon mm-hmm. to go, we as the church, actually, if we if we get this right, we are actually walking into the original design that God had for us. So, you know, one of the lies that I'm that that has been pumping around in my brain is is that we believe that well, if we live in North America, this is how it's done. Mm-hmm. And I'm going no. If we live in the kingdom of God, which is where, as we get saved and we move into that kingdom, God says, "I'm going to teach you the new way." And then you read through the Gospels and you see Jesus constantly teaching that to the disciples. This is how you're supposed to maneuver. Because he was in the same world then, right? Mm-hmm, there was, that's right. I mean, why did Jesus, in fact, get get uh, money? Was a huge influence in getting Jesus to the cross. You know, there was, I mean, there's right. all kinds yeah. of money that's stories. Clear. that are We talked there, right? about that before about Judas and his. <laughs> yes. his well, whether it's ju- the greed of Judas, whether it, it it's the the greed of the Pharisees and the the religious leaders. I mean. Whether it's uh, there's all kinds of influences there that uh, we know that God was supreme and that mm-hmm. was the goal mm-hmm. for Jesus to die, but we also know that Mammon played a huge part in that whole scene. He, well, I'm just thinking about the taxation issue alone on the people from Rome. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a stifling, mm-hmm. uh, stifling, oppressive burden for for the poor. Okay, so so here's an example or, or a question for you, Ray. We talked about, Rev, you'd mentioned it just a minute ago. If you're walking free, come, we want to talk to you and see how it's done. Um, so, so do you think that Zacchaeus' interaction with Jesus was his emancipation from, from, from Mammon? I think he had that moment, that aha moment 
where suddenly had revelation of that and that there was another way of doing life when he encountered Jesus. And, and I, I loaded that question for you, Ray, because being the math guy, I always tried to do the math around Zacchaeus when he says, well, I'm going to give back the X number. And I'm thinking, he doesn't have enough money to do that. Like the I math, that too. You're, try, yes, you're trying to do it. the math and you're going, I'm not sure that he... So his encounter with Christ was giving it all away. Well... Really? I mean, it's, it goes to that parable that the business person sells all he has for the pearl of great pe- price buried in the field. He's a, he does. And, and what I He's love. He's a living example of, of that parable. I, and I love that. I, you know, someone pointed that out to me that he doesn't save any for retirement. He doesn't put some in investments. He's giving it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that is countercultural. Now, I'm not saying you're not supposed to be wise. I'm not saying that you're not supposed to plan and all of that. But you've got to know what your relationship with the Father is and what is he asking of you. Because sometimes it comes at a cost from the world's perspective that's too high. Mm-hmm. But when you meet Christ, it wasn't too high for Zacchaeus. It wasn't too high for um, Mary to pour out that spikenard of perfume mm-hmm. over the feet of christ a whole year's salary I, and and this is these are the questions that grip my life this is like i don't want anyone to think that dave and i are like oh yeah or ray we say he's the mammon expert i mean <laughs> well ray can speak for himself he's done a lot of studying and this is great and we're going to continue the discussion because there's so much in here and one thing that um, Ray wrote uh, has written, and I'm just going to read it because I, Dave and I have loved this. There are two main themes in the Bible, redemption and stewardship. Redemption is God reaching out to save us, and stewardship is our response. Mm-hmm. And um, our friend Lauren Jackson wrote his story, and I, I always get the title wrong, but it says... After, after the faith decision, decision, everything else is stewardship. stewardship. And I mean, we're probably going to talk about stewardship yet in the months ahead over the summer because it's going to tie in very much with the mammon subject. But how awesome, how awesome and and exciting that that this topic and awareness can free us. Mm-hmm. So um, Dave's asking me to pray. I guess it's the end. Yeah, we only got a couple of minutes. <laughs> okay, well, I, I'll I be thought quick. you were just going to yeah. go into prayer. I, <laughs> I thought you were just getting there. So I'm like, go, girl, go. Lord, <laughs> we just thank you. I thank you for Ray um, Borg and Jan Cupes and what you've laid on their heart in writing this book, this little booklet that's easy to read, quick to work through, but so challenging. Lord, I I thank you that you are revealing the truth to us to set us free. I thank you for Jesus Christ, who has made the way in his death and his resurrection. And with you, all things are possible. And I just... Uh, pray that you would continue to work on all of our hearts as we work out this issue of serving you over mammon in jesus name thanks Reb. thanks ray mm. it's been Good great be i mean this is like i said at the top of the show there is so much more to discuss on this and we are going to revisit this we are going to come back, yeah, back um, June, that's june's topic we're just gonna yeah, keep well, talking reb's already got the month plan then so we're going to spend the month <laughs> talking about mammon who knows how that's going to play out but next week we have one of our coaches yes. coming onto the show she also has written a book i don't know what it is about book month or something this week <laughs> But uh, we're going to talk about Natalie's book, and and that's going to be fun and exciting. And it's about careers and and passions and pursuing that. And 
all of the stuff around that. So a little bit of a, a change of pace from today's show. But if you need to go back to the archive shows, again, iTunes for sure, please leave a, a rating and, and a message. We love that. It really helps a lot. Um, and then we were on Google Play. We're on uh, TuneIn. We're getting on Spotify. Of course, you can go to chri.ca. And finally, you can find all the archive shows at morethanenough.ca. If you need that, great. Otherwise, we'll see you next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.